Welcome back to another episode of Mrs. Janeski's AP Government Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be looking at another of the required foundational documents you need to know for the AP Government exam, and that document is Federalist 51 by James Madison. So if you love your separation of powers, and I know you do... Let's do this. All right. Um, Remember that the Federalist Papers were written to defend ratifying this new constitution, this constitution that was attempting to address all of the weaknesses of the Articles of Confederation. And the Anti-Federalists are very much opposed in large part because they feel like the national government created in this new constitution is going to be way too powerful at the expense of the states and individual liberties. So right out of the gate, my favorite passage from Federalist 51 and probably the most famous, James Madison addresses this. He wants to talk about what the purpose of government is and how we can keep it from getting tyrannical. Madison says in Federalist 51, what is government itself, but the greatest of all reflections on human nature? If men were angels, no government would be necessary. If angels were to govern men, neither external nor internal controls on government would be necessary. So you see Madison is acknowledging that all right, at their core, man can be selfish and he can be tyrannical. That's why we put governments in place. So the anti-federalist, he's not saying you don't have any reason to fear. He's just saying there's a solution. And you need a government that can protect the liberty of the people and still not be too strong so that it interferes with personal liberties. So there has to be that power while at the same time you can't give government the power to destroy liberty. Madison says that framing a government which is to be administered by men over men, the great difficulty lies in this. You must first enable the government to control the governed and in the next place oblige it to control itself So how do you do this? This sounds like a pretty difficult balancing act. Well, Madison's answer is separation of powers and checks and balances. And this manner, he says, of redistricting power cannot be imposed upon the branches of government externally. Rather, the defects must be supplied. So contriving the interior structure of the government as that its several constituent parts may by their mutual relations be the means of keeping each other in their proper places. So the different branches of government have to be created in a way that they all have their individual powers, their own individual jobs, but they can also check each other's power. So how would that look? Madison says, it's evident that each department should have a will of its own and consequently should be so constituted that the members of each 
should have as little agency as possible in the appointment of the members of the others. And he says, every branch has to have its individual power so it can do its job, do it effectively, and not worry about the other branches messing them up. It is also important in theory that the powers be equal between the three branches. But we've looked at the Constitution, and there is definitely a disproportionate amount of power placed in the hands of the legislative branch, which was their intent. This is the branch that is the branch of the people. It represents the voice of the people. So how do you keep things equal if Congress does have a lot of power? Well, Madison says, for this inconveniency, divide the legislature into different branches and to render them by different modes of election and different principles of action as little connected with each other as the nature of their common functions and their common dependence on society will admit. So how do you keep them from having too much power? By Campbell legislature. You have a House of Representatives that's based on population and a Senate which is equal representation among the states, every state getting two senator, senators. So Madison is going to go even further and talk about how this idea of a republic, which we looked at in Federalist 10, the way this works is citizens surrender power to the government and then within the three branches of government, there is a way for now the federal government, which is divided into branches to be even further divided because there is a way to share power between the national government and the state government. And that's a system that we spoke about last week called federalism. And under federalism, the national government and the state governments share power. So with this power so divided and everybody being able to do their job, but at the same time watch each other, it upholds the system, according to Madison. And he says, power divided in a portion to so many different actors, liberty will necessarily be upheld, even though the Constitution is placing more power in the hands of the federal government than there was under the Articles, because we know the Articles weren't working. But this division of power, there's also checks and balances. And this is the ways that the branches can check each other. So, for example, you remember from class, the executive branch can check the legislative branch by vetoing the laws that come for the president to sign. The legislative branch can check the executive branch by its powers of impeachment. Um, they also can override a veto with a two-thirds vote. The judicial branch can check the other two branches by ruling on the constitutionality of laws. They interpret the law. And those are just a few examples. But the point is that you do not have any branch that can't have its power restrained by the other branches. And that's what Madison says is the key. 
He said it provides what he calls a double security of protection for the liberty of the people. And then he goes on in the essay to say, I'm going back again to Federalist 10, that factions are a problem. They are a real problem. People inherently split into factions. But it's less likely that a faction can dominate the rest in a government that has separation of powers and a single principle prevails. Ambition must be made to counteract ambition. In other words, we do not have perfect people governing us. And the people who have the power are not always perfect and people can be tyrannical and people preserve their own interests. And this doesn't work if the interests of everybody else aren't taken into account. So that means the best remedy for this, because our human nature is corrupt, is to set all of our ambitions against each other in a way so that tyranny, tyranny can't be entertained because compromise and concession is going to be required for this to work. And we don't want mutual destruction. So what Madison says, we're going to be forced in this system of separation of powers and checks and balances to get things done and to consider the greater good. So that is the message. So Federalist 51, the ability of a government to be at its best despite the fact that they are not angels because there's a separation of powers. Everybody has their power and then also checks and balances where the branches can check each other and watch out for corruption without undermining each other. All right. So that is what you need to know for Federalist 51. Thank you guys so much for tuning in yet again. And I look forward to my next episode where we will be talking about Federalist 70 and keep up the good work.